Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 47 of Jordan and Drew, the sports crew, just a few shy of the big old 50, and we begin season four and a half of trivia here today. Let's do it. I'm Jordan Lorenz, joined alongside the one and only Drew Skyberg, and Drew went to a Bucks game Friday. He went to a Bucks game last night. We're recording Sunday morning, went to a Bucks game Sunday night as well. Marquette was on Sunday. I mean, my goodness, this was a busy weekend. It really was, yeah. And I was in the Marquette Marquette game last week too. Yes. It's been a busy, busy sports weekends down in Milwaukee. And wow, it was quite the Bucks game. Bucks after dark, we call it nine PM <laughs> tip. And it was at Milwaukee. They started at nine. It was on ESPN, so that's how it worked. You know, TV, they rule it. ESPN wanted it a late game because the first game was out out east coast. So that was wild. Minnesota wild. And yes, we will indeed have some talk hockey talk as well as we get into the episode. And don't forget, guys, last week, we only only a three-episode week. I mean, we're so sorry we couldn't do four or five episodes like we have been, but we had the College Athlete Spotlight. Then we had Journey to a Million once again in this upcoming. So my question here, Journey to a Million coming up this Friday, is this going to be the Super Bowl preview, or is this going to be more of a recap of the last games and then the next week will be a Super Bowl preview? We're talking Pro Bowl on Friday because oh god, listen to this, Jordan. Usually, oh, or there's a chance sleeper might be doing some Pro Bowl lines, and oh, we're no. gonna be on top of it, and we're gonna talk about oh no those, and you know that that's gonna be a lot of fun because it's wild. You you don't know what's gonna happen. It, any anyone could go off, and it's just certainly we'll, we'll have to see what they're gonna do for that. But I know yeah, I know little... places like like. Still on the daily fantasy side, you know, FanDuel and DraftKings, they always do Pro Bowl, Pro Bowl lineups you can make. So that's going to be an interesting one. But yeah, next Friday then will be the Super Bowl preview, Jordan. And a week away. We might have you on for that, I believe. Oh, so. uh, probably. I don't see why not. It'll be a big, biggest episode of Journey to a Million yet as we preview the big one, the Super Bowl. Fingers crossed for a Rams and Bengals Super Bowl. That's what I want. What do you want? I. I would like Rams and Bengals or Rams and Chiefs would still yes. be okay. Anyone no but 49ers. the Niners. Yeah. Yes. Anyone but the And it's not that, and it's not just because they beat the Packers. It's, they're such a boring team. I mean, besides Debo Samuel, they're, I don't, I, can't I don't enjoy Jimmy anyone. G. Yeah. I don't uh, enjoy anyone on that team. Nick Bose, you know, their, their defense is fun to watch, yeah. but, but still, you know, I, I'm, I'm totally in agreement with you. Uh, just watching Jimmy G throw a football is just disgusting considering he's like guys like Kittle and, you know, Samuel. His, oh, his over under was one and a half touchdowns in this Rams game. And I was like under all day. There's no way. Passy yards 230. If we want to stay in the journey to millions at 230 and a half. That was a that might be a nice under too. It could be as well. So that's all we got there. That was all journey to a million talk. We're just incorporating it a little here, but it's time to move on. Don't forget the podcast. We are on everything, guys. Twitter, JD Sports Pod, YouTube, Jordan Drew the Sports Crew, Facebook, Jordan Drew the Sports Crew, Instagram, Jordan Drew underscore sports crew. We're on all the big ones there. And we have hoodies. We have white hoodies. So let's let's explain the situation here so people don't get confused. With um with allied shirts, when we originally got the white hoodies, we could tell right out of the gate they were they were pretty faded, right? You know, that red Jordan and Drew the Sports Crew, the lettering was the the football, baseball, basketball, those are fine. But the lettering, especially on the bottom half, you know, where it said sports crew is pretty faded. And we didn't really say a whole lot at first because I was I was talking to them about the lettering on the other ones and they they just weren't budging. So I'm like, OK. And then we just gave it some time. And then Drew gave him a call and he's like, hey, this and that, blah, 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 blah. And then they emailed me. I was like, OK, this is interesting. So I sent him a picture. 
I was talking to them about it, telling them, you know, we washed them a few times and they're starting to really fade. All right. And then they were like, I got the nicest guy ever on email for allied shirts, like could not have been any nicer. And they sent us brand new white hoodies. We got ourselves another, or a, I guess a new higher resolution logo. We're not going to be using it for anything other than the merchandise. And we got that. And man, all the difference in the world. We used it. They sent us a proof this time, which was very much appreciated since they didn't the first time. And holy cow, these white hoodies are a complete 180. This is like the biggest difference I have ever seen in my entire life. These things are beautiful. And now we are selling the other hoodies at a discounted price, $15. We already sold a few of them. Limited quantities remain if you want one. Please hit us up. And Drew, if you have anything to say about the hoodies, go for it here. Yeah. Um, I believe we have like seven larges left. So, I mean, mainly larges. Yeah, we had the most large out of anything. So, check if you if you wear a large, you know, maybe if you wear a medium or small, buy the large. You know, it, they're great hoodies. I, I highly recommend them. And we got to shout out Isaac Ferguson. He was the yes. one, actually, I was in contact with him. He did a great job making that higher resolution logo. And then, yeah, Jordan really used some great words to really convince them, you know, to make those hoodies. So, I appreciate uh-huh. that. And my, that first phone call I did with them went very well to get that support quest. So it was really a team effort here. You know, all, a lot of yeah, moving was, parts here. It was nice. You got to talk to nice people because the times I called them, I did not have a nice experience, but they they made it all right at the end of the day. So we can't thank them enough for that. And I'm looking at the document right now. It looks like we have a medium left also. So it looks like there's one medium and then uh, I think eight larges is what it looks like right now. Don't quote us on that, but a medium and some larges left. And that's what we got for these new hoodies. So we can't thank you all enough for the support and sticking with us. Let's go to the shout out of the week. It's a fun one because we're talking about the good old athlete of the week and who is the Manitowoc slash Sheboygan high school athlete of the week. Sadly, none of these two won. However, our shout out goes to Jenna of the Manitowoc Lutheran Lancers and Tim Yeager of Valders. This was the final tally that you sent me with these 18,000 votes? Yep, it was. All right. So Jenna finished second with an astonishing 7,752 votes. That's great. The guy in first place had 9,001. So wow. it was pretty close. And then Tim Yeager, the drop-off from second to third is insane. Tim Yeager, 1,629, but still to get almost 2,000 votes and even be on the list in the first place. Congratulations to the Valders boy. And then Jenna Lishka, phenomenal job finishing second. Also with Tim, yeah, he actually sent this into us. He said, he sent me Thank this you. and he was like, and I was like, yeah, we'll make sure to shout you out here on the podcast. Tim, congrats on the big, and on the great success, you know, to get on that list. And that Valors wrestling team is doing well compared to years past. They're a really young team. Last year having no seniors, Jordan, and now... Oh. This That's team. kind of a good thing, though. Yeah, I mean, for the future, look at it now. They, yes. they're, they've been doing very well, uh, really dominated by sophomores and juniors this year as well. So, yeah, I wanted to mention that. And then also, do we want to do our other other shout-out? We got two shout-outs. Yeah, I mean, go really for it, please. It here. ties in. We got shout-out yeah, Technically, three, I guess. We had this guy actually already on the podcast, Shane Griepentrog of the Valders cross-country team. He signed his letter of intent. He is going to Minnesota, the Golden Gophers, Jordan. He will be doing some running there. He's taking his running talents. He's going out to the neighbors of the West. That's big. He's going to Minnesota. So that's some big stuff there. And 
hopefully then in the future, you know, college athlete spotlight, certainly a candidate here. We talked the Bucks believer, Clay Taylor committed to GB. That's another yes. one. He's both those guys, you know, two of the top runners and just their work ethic, both those guys, it's, it is unbelievable. And, and they deserve, they deserve it all. So I, I'm really happy for those two guys. You could almost do like a pre-college athlete spotlight where you bring them on and talk about like their expectations for college, how high school went, just a thought. Could certainly do that. We When we had both those guys on for that cross-country special we did, after Valors dominated the state meet, because with this night when he signed that letter of intent, two banners were unveiled at Valors High School. So that was the other thing we had to talk about, two banners going up in in the rafters and and then they, they almost ended up beating Keel too. It was a girls' basketball game. So that would have been big. It was 53-49 loss, but Ooh. that's that's a big shout. So it's kind of like all Valders there. That's a lot of Valders. But we have to mention one more thing. Yes. Griepenschrog, he is studying nutritional science at Minnesota. And, and, and that, his goal, long-term goal, sports dietitian. So that's certainly something. Oh. Maybe he's working with the big, in the big leagues. As we like to say. Like the anchor ad. Yeah. Yes. So that's... Hey. That That's good up. stuff, though. Hopefully it all works out. Obviously, congratulations to all those individuals who are a part of it. And we'll have ourselves a new anchor ad coming soon. Episode 50. Like we said, you're going to be seeing some changes. It's not going to be anything too big. But you're going to be changes. seeing some changes. Good changes. Absolutely. For the podcast. Let's move on to the stats of the week. Boy, oh boy, are there a lot of them. And it all starts with hockey, the Hershey Bears. So this is an AHL team. Teddy bear toss. There's nothing better. I went to the gamblers, Teddy, Teddy bear toss recently, and they were like up one, nothing right out of the gate. They scored in the first few minutes. Then they lost like six to one, but the Hershey bears of the AHL set the world record with 52,341 stuffed animals tossed onto the ice. That is insane. I've never heard anything like that. NCAA single game scoring record was set. It was last week. Kansas State women's basketball, Ioka Lee, 61 points. That is a massive game. Drew, is that all time, like between men's and women's, do you believe? Uh, I think if it's at all time, I think that it's would be it then. NCAA single game scoring record. So like that's no. even bigger. Um, there's actually a guy, you know, who put up like a hundred, but that was like in D something. Oh, true. True. I don't know if you've ever seen that. Yes. I know what you're talking about. On like 60, 70 shots. So yeah, exactly. Maybe division one or maybe just girls. I don't know. Could be either one. I don't really know, but it's actually, it's yeah. At the end of the day, Ioka Lee, 61 points. Insane. No matter which way you put it. Sports center facts. This was the first time in 12 years that a conference game didn't a conference title game did not feature Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady Saturday. Tom Brady took the world by storm. Drew, is this guy retired or is he not? Uh, well, reports are saying now that he hasn't made his mind up yet. So right now he's yeah. not. He is not retired. Um, Adam Schefter, um, we love the guy, but he might have blew this one again. Yeah, uh, maybe oh. broke the news a little too early. I don't really know what happened and. If Tom Brady is indeed retired or isn't indeed retired, like how did this news even come out? Where did it possibly come from that he is retired? But I don't know. He went and said that maybe he's not retired just yet. We're going to have to figure things out. Gabe Davis, his insane game, Bills and Chiefs, his, this man became the first player in NFL history to catch four 
touchdowns in a playoff game despite a loss. So Gabe Davis, my goodness, kudos to him. And more from this game, Mahomes and Allens both had over 300 passing yards, more than three touchdowns, more than 50 rushing yards, and no interceptions. This is the first time this is done in the NFL history by opposing quarterbacks. This game was just something else. And I know it happened a week ago today as we're recording, but we fall behind with football. You said it in one of the college athlete spotlights that we, our football coverage, it's not that it's lacking, but with us recording on Sundays and games happening, we can't always cover all these things, especially the late Sunday games. What are we going to do? Record at midnight after the games? I mean, there's not much we can do. Yeah, it doesn't really fit in kind of the episode layout for these at least, but you know, come Wednesday, Jordan. Yes. We got a Packers season recap. So all of our football talk probably condensed into around an hour episode, maybe 45, you know, something something like that where we'll talk start to finish how this Packers season went and then plans for the future and all that good stuff in that episode. So check that a few out. Co- few coaching changes already happening. So we'll be talking about them. Auburn and NCAA men's basketball took AP number one for the first time in franchise history, school history, I guess. First time in school history, big for them. Let's talk Aaron Rodgers last. We'll mention one more thing here. Back to the NHL, Keith Yandel of the Philadelphia Flyers set the league record, skating in 965 consecutive regular season games. Man, is that an accomplishment. Now Aaron Rodgers seasons with 35 or more passing touchdowns and five or fewer interceptions. Aaron Rodgers has three of those. All other quarterbacks have one. But now we go down the road a little bit. I saw this in one of the Facebook groups I'm in for the Packers. Not my goat, it is titled. Since winning the Super Bowl, Aaron Rodgers is 7-9 and nine in the playoffs. That is not too good. Aaron Rodgers is 1-8 when trailing at halftime in the playoffs. That is not too good. Aaron Rodgers is 1-4 in, in NFC Championship games. That is not good. And Aaron Rodgers is 0-42 when trailing a team with a winning record by more than a point in the fourth quarter. That's not good either. We'll talk Aaron. You know what? Let's get it. We're going to do it right here. Our long bet is happening right here, right now. And the question is, will Aaron Rodgers remain a Green Bay Packer? You want me to start? If you would like to start, you can. I just want to first comment on the stats you brought up. Uh, if you look at his defense, they are average. Oh, yeah. Giving up 30 plus a game. So I, I think, I don't know. I, I don't like those stats. Like stats can always be swung any way you want them to. And that's but, obviously one trying to tell people that Aaron Rodgers isn't great. But I'll take, I'll go yes. You know, oh, despite okay. despite everything going on right now, I can't see him moving yet. I know I call it the last dance, but Tom Brady said he might play till 45 or he's going to yeah. play till 45. So, and right now, if, if this retirement stuff's true, you know, that's not the case either. So I'm just, all I'm saying is things can change. So I think the way Matt LaFleur talked is like, he's confident. It seemed he was pretty confident. I, of course he has to be confident, but right. I think, I think we'll see Rogers back in green Bay. I don't know for how long. Like I, I think he retires as a Green Bay Packer. That might be bold, but I cannot see him doing a Tom, what Tom Brady did. 
I just I don't I don't I don't, I don't see it. I don't know why. That's where I, that's where it's tough because we're obviously going to talk about this on Wednesday. However, I think Adams is going to walk. He has to, right? Asking thirty million a year. How do you have any spot to keep this guy? And I think if Rodgers doesn't have Adams, I don't think he stays a Packer. And we just lost our offensive coordinator. We now have a new offensive coordinator who is the O O line coach. coach. But I, yeah. that guy was a likable guy. That that, that yes, was, he was absolutely. Congrats to I believe Luke Getzey too. Bears yep. got a good wow. What a, what a hire by yep. the Bears. I mean, we talked a lot on Journey to Million. The head coaching hiring was certainly questionable. I'm not a, really a fan of who they got, Colts D coordinator, but hey, yeah. this, this uh, oh, offensive coordinator hiring was big for the Bears. And now it's just the question of if Aaron Rodgers stays or not. I'm going to say no. I am a firm believer. I want him to stay, obviously. 100% want him to stay, but he made the comment he doesn't want to stay for a rebuild. This team, we're going to talk about all the upcoming free agents on the Packers. They have so many of them. It's going to be so intriguing to see how they put the pieces together, who they keep, who they don't keep. The defense could lose a few guys. The offense could lose a few guys. Like I said, I still think Adams is going to walk. And if if Rodgers follows his offensive coordinator for some reason and goes to the Broncos, they've got some receiving threats. They've got themselves a great stud of running back with Javante. And I don't know. I think he walks, and I think he does a Tom Brady. I think he goes and plays a season or two. I just – I don't know. I don't think he's Where? staying as a Green Bay Packer. I don't know. Possibly Broncos, maybe <sighs> Steelers I, with Big Ben gone. I don't know. I don't know. But I just don't. I if Adams goes, I think Rodgers goes. I can't see him staying. I don't see that Denver team. Like I, I don't see the you know the appeal. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I guess the appeal is the right word there. I guess you, it's the same. It's the same thing with Tom Brady though. Like but, wherever he goes, he's making the team. But look at Tampa. He was he went to the team with one of the best defenses in the NFL, and you know he went where he had what six five Mike Evans. He and then he brought exactly. over six seven Gronk, and then he brings brought, back Gronk, and then he had Godwin already there. You know, and then one of the best offensive line. You know, just the team around him was so much better than a Denver team right now. So my whole point is, if you're gonna go somewhere, it better be somewhere better than the Green Bay Packers. So, and I, yeah. I don't know where that is. So I don't think so. And I was listening to him on the Pat McAfee show, a good hour-long talk they had on Aaron Rodgers Tuesday, the final one of the year. And he, he, it was seeming most likely that he's not going to retire. He said he's going to make a decision relatively soon. He said he show, probably, right? yeah, he said he, yeah, he said he was going to come fly in, do it in studio in Indianapolis with him. So that'll be fun. It, Pat McAfee show is so great. But let's move on. On this day, the date today, the final day of January, January thirty-first. 2022 on the stay 1923 Montreal Canadiens beat the Hamilton Tigers 5-4 in Montreal the first penalty free game in NHL history so that's big time I mean that game must have flew by with no penalties could be officiating not calling anything but I don't know could be a lot of reasons but that's good for them let's move we got a few all-star games coming up here on the stay 1982 the 32nd NBA all-star game and New Jersey played at the Brendan Byron Arena. The East beat the West 120 to 118. Close game. Larry Bird was the MVP of that one. Two years later, on this day, 1984, the 36th NHL All Star game played at the same arena as the NBA one. It sees the Wales Conference beat the Campbell Conference 7 to 6. So that was on this day, 1984. We will, not we will. I will be doing an NHL mid-season recap coming up. That's a few weeks away. We'll be talking all wild. 
We'll be talking the NHL as a whole. Let's go four years later on this year. On this day in 1988, Super Bowl 22 in San Diego, the Redskins, Washington football team, beat the aforementioned Denver Broncos 42 to 10. Wasn't even close. Doug Williams, the MVP of that game, on this day in 1993, Super Bowl 27. Played at the Rose Bowl in Pasadena, California. That's a great, great venue. The Cowboys beat the Bills 52-17. Back-to-back blowout Super Bowls on this day. Troy Aikman, the MVP of that game. And let's go one further. On this day in 1999, one more Super Bowl. Super Bowl 33 in Miami. The Broncos beat the Falcons 34-19. A little closer, at least. John Elway, the MVP of that game. And then on this day in 2015, a little recent, the Atlanta Hawks. Set a new NBA monthly win record as they move to 17-0 in January. If you have a comment on any of those things, some blowouts of the Super Bowls and then the Hawks' January record, or are we moving on? Well, Jordan, do you know who the coach of that of that Hawks team was? Ah, uh, no, no. The Mike Budenholzer. So, you know, oh, was it really? The yeah, he he had one of the great teams. That was, I believe, the year he got Coach of the Year. So, mate, that would make sense. Certainly yeah. it would go hand in hand. So. Good for him. Let's do it. Weekly sports talk is here. We're going to start with hockey talk. We've got three things to discuss. Let's start with Evander Kane. So have you heard of this man before? Evander Kane, one of the best players in the league. I actually have. Okay. So he was a lot of controversy with this guy. He was suspended for the first 21 games of the year. Not good. It was for a violation and lack of compliance with the NHL and NHL Players Association COVID-19 protocols. On November 28th, following the completion of the suspension, the Sharks, San Jose Sharks is most likely what he was known for, they put him on the waivers and reassigned him to the AHL. This man was drafted in the fourth selection of the 2009 draft. He's never played in the AHL before, but he was put on the San Jose Barucada. And then January 8th happens. And this man gets released. They put him on unconditional waivers for the purpose of terminating his contract due to violation of AHL COVID-19 protocols. So he was still tampering with stuff down at the AHL, supposedly. But just days ago, January 27th, the Edmonton Oilers have signed Evander Kane to a one-year deal. The Oilers, if we look to the standings, this man is going to a team that finds himself 22-16-2. They're in sixth place in the Pacific Division. They're struggling right now, but it's still anyone's game because the Vegas Golden Knights are 26-16-3 in that Pacific Division. So they could still fight their way back up. They have won four straight. Are the Oilers, Seattle Kraken Drew, 14-25-4. They're not the worst team in the league, though. They're not the worst team. You want to know the worst team? The Montreal Canadiens, 8-28-7. They are a part of the Atlantic Division, which is spearheaded by the Florida Panthers. This one is insane. They're 31-9-5. Tampa Bay back-to-back Stanley Cup. They're second at 29-10-6. Then we'll go to the Carolina Hurricanes, 39-2. They're first there. Then it's Pittsburgh and New York Rangers right behind them. And in the Wilds Division, as we call it, the Wilder 26, 10, and 3. They're sitting at fourth right now, very close with the St. Louis Blues and the Nashville Predators. Colorado, as you would expect, they're 31, 8, and 3. They have won nine straight games. 
Avalanche are finally firing on all cylinders. Then the second worst team is the team I'll be seeing in March, Arizona Coyotes, 10-29-4, and and they lead us right into our next topic, the Arizona Coyotes. So, and there's been a lot of discussion about them losing their lease after this year, maybe not getting renewed. They have now proposed a $1.7 billion or $1.7 billion arena. There we go. And entertainment district. So same thing as we're seeing. This is like the new theme, right? you got the box with the Pfizer Forum. There's a whole entertainment district. This is becoming a big theme. And it would be built at the intersection of Priest Drive and Rio Salado Parkway on the South Banks of Salt River. If the deal gets approved, obviously it's going to take a few years before they can play there. So they would play at Arizona State University, a 5,000-seat arena. And their GM was talking about it. He said, look, 5,000 fans, it's crazy to talk about an NHL game with that few fans. But if you were in there and the place is packed, I've done a virtual tour of that arena. It's a really cool space, and it would be a lot of fun. It's not that simple, obviously. There's still a lot more that could go into it. But can you imagine an NHL team playing in front of just 5,000 fans, the fewest right now is 15,000, and that's the smallest arena. Yeah, it certainly would be an interesting. We saw even, then we see the Vikings play at, at a college field. They play, they play at the Golden Gopher Yeah, they for, did something like that. But that's you know, that's totally different because that, that's football, that's college yep. football. It's had a, a decent amount, a sizable amount as well. So I don't know. I think the simple solution here is just come to a city like Milwaukee. Come to the <laughs> Come to Pfizer. We, they proved they could host hockey, right? They did, but can they do it full time? Why not? You got to. I don't know. Mark Marquette's schedule. You got to play, and you know Marquette might have to play a couple of games at the Al McGuire Center, in uh, at campus. We see Villanova do that because right yeah, now that'd be fine. Villanova, the 76ers, and the Flyers, who all play at the Wells Fargo Center. So yeah, they, we were talking they, about that. Yeah, it's done before. They, it's they not anything. They new. can do that. So I think, why not? Why not us? I'm sure there's a lot of factors that go into it that we don't know about. Money would be the big one, obviously. Yeah, who, but... who would who would buy? I, I get that. Yeah. I, I'm I'm just all I'm saying is certainly other cities, you know, would want a hockey team, and I think Milwaukee, you know, having the Admirals kind of hurts their case because they already yeah. have a hockey team right there, but mm-hmm. would hurt the Admirals. And then yeah, and then the Admirals are associated with the Nashville Predators, which would get a little confusing. But it, you know what? Doesn't matter. At the end of the day, we're just going to cross our fingers and wait. We're going to hope and pray. Let's talk high school basketball. The ships have won two of the last three. They just lost to the pier best team in the state. So I don't really care about that loss at all. I'll be announcing them Tuesday night. So tomorrow night, you will hear me on the air. WOMT there at Bayport. This is the revenge game. If you remember last time, this was a tie game. They had the ball with a minute left. Call the timeout with 20 seconds. Gage Grinnell charges in. It's followed with eight seconds left. Misses both free throws. Bayport goes down, nearly makes a shot at the buzzer. They don't. Game goes to overtime, and Bayport ends up winning. Ships led like 19-6 early in this game. Should have beat Bayport without a doubt, and that started a downward spiral for this team. But they're back up. They're winning a few games. They had a streak where they lost three in a row, including that Pulaski loss, but they rebounded well. That's what we got to say for the Ships right now. We're looking forward to this Bayport game tomorrow night. And now a big announcement. Each and every week, I will be hosting a 5, 10, 15-minute. Who knows how long it'll be. It'll stay short. An EWC Boys and Girls Basketball Breakdown. It'll be a review of the past week. It'll be a preview of the week ahead. This happening each and every Tuesday morning. It'll be at about 10 a.m. It won't be our normal 8 a.m. And 
That's because if, if there's games on Monday, we got to wait for scores and let hopefully stats to get in. So it'll be recorded Tuesday right away in the morning. We'll get it up at 10 a.m. each and every Tuesday. It'll talk about more than just basketball when there are other things to discuss. But right now, let's talk a little basketball real quick because finally we are getting back in the swing of things on Friday. Conference games back into it. New Holstein at Chilton, Roncalia Falls. Heal at TR and Brilliant at Balders. Friday, February 4th are the next slate of conference games. But was there anything for the past week that you wanted to talk about or just touch on these games coming up? Well, yeah, the past week, if we look at it, conference starting to shape more and more how we how we predicted. Yes. We got Brilliant 9-0, and Roncalli 8-1, Keel 7-2, and, and then Balders a game back at 6-3. and I think Balders, you know, ends up with an identical record. Two keel, I think they split that game, and I think then it just stays from there. But Valors has a talk about a tough back to back, Jordan. Listen to this Valors hosts undefeated Brilliant, and then the next game, the next day at 3 p.m., they play Sheboygan Lutheran. They play oh, the Crusaders that's this game. 14 and 1 with coach yeah. Nickers, Nick Verhagen and the Casey Verhagen. Do, do you know who he is? He is. Oh, actually- yes, yes. I've heard of him. You got to see the buzzer beater he hit last or a few days ago. It was incredible. It was a contested fadeaway three. People are comparing it to the Sam Decker three hit at state in 2012. Really, this was quite the shot for for the college recruits. I believe he actually committed D two already, so he's averaging 25.7 points, and then also Robbie Michael averaging 15 a game. That's a great Crusader team right there. So that's going to be a tough back. Like that's as tough as it gets, right? For back to back. Oh, it has to be, right? Come I mean, you're playing you're playing Friday night and then Saturday afternoon too. It's a three Thir- o'clock game on Saturday. Thirty one and one is the combined record between the two schools they're facing. Come on. And I was looking at Sheboygan Lutheran right now. First game of the year, they put up hundred and one points. On December sixth, they put up hundred and five. They put up ninety seven on December twenty second. But I one mean, they- thing yeah, sorry. But one Go thing ahead. I'll I will have to add is Brilliant and Valors, they hung it. It was first game. It was yes. It was like tied or Ballard was down by like four with like three minutes left. And it was like, they lost by like eight only. So they, they match up well against this Burling team. Plus playing at Valders, you know, that's always a tough place to play. Ballard has really taken advantage of that and handled Burling mostly the past few years, except last year, they actually lost them both. But before that, they've really, you know, handled them well. And I know Robert doesn't want to, would not like to admit that, but <laughs> Last 10 years, Valders has really dominated this matchup. So. Yes. I mean, a lot of teams kind of had with Brilliant as well. We were talking about the Ron Colley, that series that they hadn't won, Brilliant hasn't won in years, which I was kind of surprised to see, but they haven't been good until recently, and, and they're good now. So Very good, tough yeah. schedule for Valders. We'll see what happens. Let's talk college real quick. I'm going to throw a lot of local things at you, right? We're going to talk. We'll stay in Milwaukee first, and then I'll talk about Green Bay. The Utah Milwaukee Panthers, I, 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 what happened? A 77 to 53 loss to Robert Morris. I was very confused to see that. And then a Youngstown State loss, 86 72 UW Milwaukee. This, I mean, losing to Youngstown State, that's okay. But then losing to Robert Morris, that was very, very interesting to see. And then Marquette, real quick, right? We're going to talk Milwaukee as a whole. They play a tough Providence team that's actually going to be over by the time we record. And then we'll know how our long bet fared if they won two games or if they won just one. I would be correct then. But Marquette did indeed beat Seton Hall. They were kind of dominating early. They only ended up winning by 10, but a win is a win. 
Then they've got Providence here yesterday. So, just talking about Milwaukee here, UWM, what happened against Robert Morris and Marquette? Did they pull it off against the Friars? Okay, starting here with the Panthers. Not a good week, to just basically say that. Defense has been a struggle for Pat Baldwin's team. No PBJ. I, we, I was we going to say, is it even his team months. anymore? And it never, you know, it was for a few games. It was yeah, it only like lived that three long games with injuries and such. But yeah, defense has been a problem. Um, guys like Jordan Lathan have been playing really well. DeAndre Golston is kind of that guy they rely on to score. Hasn't really been there, you know, been there scoring wise, which has been tough. And it's just been, yeah, losing Robert Morris at Robert Morris by twenty plus certainly not a good look. This Robert Morris team is actually one of the worst teams in the country. Yes. Um, and they're second last in the Horizon League, and yeah, Milwaukee five and eight in conference, and Youngstown State they lost them by only one at the Panther Arena, Jordan, and I so not that was a game that they should they should be able to. Let's be honest here, this Panther team they should be a top four, top five team in the conference here. You would think you you would think based on their how their roster you know make up, and they've lost to UIC, they lost to Robert Morris now. They're not going to lose to Green Bay. They play them February 13th at the Panther Arena. I will be there. So Green Bay just lost to Robert Morris, too. I'm going to talk about that in a minute. But They did? Yeah, yes. so I don't want to hear it. Well, Milwaukee's a lot better team, so it actually makes sense why Green Bay's losing to them. This is true, but I'm still shocked Green Bay beat Detroit Mercy. That was that has I don't know what happened. That's their one of the – and Milwaukee beat Oakland without PBJ. And that's yes. Oakland is – that's Oakland's 9-1 in conference. Their lone conference loss comes to the Panthers. But Okay, yeah, Panther listen Arena's to this tough now. Place to play at, so. It is. So that's a big difference. And Green Bay, they hosted Oakland on January 22nd. They lost by seven. They lost by seven to Oakland, and then they lose by two to Robert Morris. I just don't get it. Where's the consistency? That's the beauty of college basketball. We talk about it. Gauntlet. I guess it always. is. But now, now, talk, actually, talk about Marquette real quick, and then we'll talk about the Green Bay loss. Oh, okay. Marquette. The Friars that happened yesterday, we're hoping they pulled out a win, but it's going to be tough. They and they beat, got a nice big win earlier in the week. They they beat Providence, you know, by like 30 when they played them the first time. Not the same. That was at the Forum. No. Uh, now, you know, at Providence, long travel, snowstorm. They came, they had to go through. It, it was a, it was a journey to get there. So certainly everything's on Providence's favor. Um, or it's on their side here. Nate Watson, he, he didn't do much the first game around, and you would expect him to play big. In this game, I'm sure he did, but gonna have to. Marquette right now sitting number 22 in the nation. If they win this game, Jordan, I think you put them at 15. I think you move up seven spots. Move them up. Move them up seven spots. Yeah, they're they're the hottest team in the country right now. There were some losses that happened in the top 25. We'll talk about them in a minute, but they without it out, they're the hottest team. And if they get another big win under their belt, I say this team's unstoppable. I mean, who's gonna stop them anytime soon? They have this tough gauntlet, and they're beating all of these teams. It's obviously a mental thing as much as it is just staying in these games, but good for Marquette. We love our Golden Eagles. In Shaka, we trust. Shaka's smart. There we go. Big East Coach of the Year. Could we get a flag that says that, you think? Yeah. I'll talk to some some guys from Marquette to see if we can get In Shaka, we trust on a shirt. There you go. Yeah, that would be nice. That would be a beautiful thing. So Green Bay, like I said, they lost 62-60 to Robert Morris, but Donovan Ivory, one of the best players on the team, is no longer a part of the program. I was very thrown off to see this. And I have a nice article that was published on Yahoo. And Green Bay believed, or Donovan Ivory believed, he had found his final home, right? Final home after committing to Green Bay. Instead, his career is over with less than one season. Ivory did not make the trip to Ohio for that Youngstown State game. 
Will Ryan, head coach, said after careful consideration, Donovan Ivory will no longer be a part of our basketball program. We appreciate Donovan's commitment to the team this season, and we wish him the very best in both his future on and off the court. Now, this is where it gets interesting. Ivory did not respond to a text message Thursday night. His father, Nick, did respond to a text but was not prepared to discuss his son's situation until he spoke to him and got his thoughts on it. So assuming they wanted to interview him for this article, and Ivory didn't respond. Ivory is second on the team in scoring, just under 12 a game, third in rebounding, assists, third in rebounding and assists, but he's first in blocks. He's averaging just about 26 minutes a game, including nine starts. Six foot six, foot six Ivory missed time recently with an upper body injury and because of COVID-19 protocols. And he's done, though. He spent the first semester of his collegiate career at UMass, and then he transferred to Boise State, where he was a walk-on, and here he was at Green Bay. And now it's over. And I don't really understand why. I don't know what happened behind the scenes, but there was something going on big time. And Donovan Ivory, one of the best players, is no longer part of this team. So it's going to take a lot for this team to move on and rebound. But they're going to have to at the end of the day. they got to pick things up to close out the season. Let's talk college basketball as a whole. We don't do this a whole lot, but the Big 12 SEC Challenge Saturday was a heck of a day college basketball Auburn Oklahoma a lot of these games were close and then they kind of ended up being blowouts at the end Auburn Oklahoma close and then Auburn pulls out a nice win Auburn still number one in college basketball 20 and one overall record Arizona Arizona State another very very close game ASU ends up on the losing end this game is tied halftime 32 32 Arizona wins 67 56 this is the big one back to back Alabama beats Baylor Alabama was struggling. I, they showed a graphic. They started like eight and one. Then they were like five and seven cents or something like that. I mean, it was a bad turnaround for Alabama, but they beat Baylor 87 78. And Kansas goes down to Kentucky. No shame in losing to Kentucky, right? Kansas, these are my boys. I love the Jayhawks. But an Ojai Abaji, best player in college basketball, only scores 13 points. Coming off a 37-point career high, double overtime over Texas Tech on Tuesday. Not a good look. This team got a lot of rest. Maybe he didn't benefit them. And a hot Kentucky team led by 20 at the half. And then ends up winning 80-62. to 62. Sure, we'll talk about those upsets here before we move on. Baylor, defending champs. They go down. And I just don't think Baylor has what it takes. I think maybe they make it to the Sweet 16. But not a whole lot further yet. And Kentucky... They have certainly rebounded after last year's disaster, and now Kansas goes down. You're allowed to lose in college basketball. I still have a lot of faith in my Jayhawks, but what do you think right now college basketball? I mean, we're looking at Arizona, Gonzaga, and Auburn, one, two, and three. And now things are shaking up underneath. Does Houston go all the way to four, the seven seed? It's, you know, we don't know right now because UCLA could go up too. This is certainly far away here, but yeah, right now I think the first seeds or the number ones are Auburn, Gonzaga, Baylor, and Kansas. Still, maybe maybe not Kansas anymore after that loss, but yeah, I still think they'll be fine. I mean, they're losing to a good Kentucky team, non-con. Yeah, that's the thing, and then also um, with even the loss that Baylor took, I, I'm still I'm not worried about Baylor. I'll be honest, I'm not worried about. Mm. Uh, they played at. They played at Alabama. The Alabama team is tough. They hung in there with Gonzaga too. So yes. I think they beat at Gonzaga actually. But um, yeah, they did. Yeah. So I'm I'm not worried really about either of those teams there. This is just a middle middle of the year. SEC actually wins that. You know, six 
six to four and they which is shocking you know people thought the big 12 would win that with schools like baylor and you know kansas but they did not so i was a shocker there i'm looking at Looking at bracketology right now, you can maybe move UCLA up to that one and replace. I think UCLA and Kansas move around there. Probably. Lop them there. So I don't two. have a whole lot of faith in UCLA either, though. We got Marquette I mean, right now. They have them at number – they have them as a six seed. They have them playing Murray, Murray State, so a rematch from the last time really? they were in the tournament with Ja Morant wow. versus Marcus okay. Howard, which was not yeah. a good game. But no. That's in Indianapolis. I wish they would have had them in the Wisconsin region, which um, this doesn't mean everything. I, Hopefully, I feel they, like they won't do that on purpose, though, right? If they do that, I may be getting tickets for that. That is something I would. Yeah, why not, right? Yeah, that'd be some cool stuff. So, speaking of Marquette, I did want to mention, I said we were going to talk about the rest of things, and we've got good news. The 18 seed Tennessee lost to Texas as a part of that challenge, and the 19 seed LSU lost to TCU as a part of the challenge. So, there's two teams who lost. Obviously, some of the higher seeds will be moving down. But these teams will get bumped back, maybe out of the top 25. Marquette can move themselves up pending a prop. Okay. If Marquette loses to Providence, do they stay in the top 25? Yes. Maybe like at 25? Um, maybe, maybe. Yeah, they'll stay maybe at 25, 25, 24. They might move down a spot or two, but they will stay. Yeah, probably. After I, some of the ones they have, they have to stay. I would assume so, but you never know with the committee so do we have anything else to talk about besides the box or is that uh, it big 10 quickly you know we, we okay haven't really our badgers just just go through the standings you know with brad davison now the all all-time three-point leader i watched that they played that nebraska, nebraska team yep. they made it up thursday afternoon i believe it was four o'clock good job they, good win. minnesota they played yesterday now um but they're seven and two in conference 16 and three overall they're number 11 in the country and the, the, we'll just go through some of the top teams of the Big Ten. Illinois, 8-2 and two right now. Marquette beat that team, and they're 8-2 and two in conference. Michigan State, 7-2 and two in conference. Wisconsin also 7-2, and two, but then Michigan State beat Wisconsin, so they're ahead there. Ohio State, 6-2. and two. Purdue, 6-3. and three. Indiana, 7-4. And, and, yeah, Rutgers, 6-4 and four to round it out. Iowa then, Iowa and Michigan are there. Michigan, 4-4. Four and four. Iowa, 4-5. and five. And then the other teams, Nebraska's 0-10, so. Put in Michigan just lost to Michigan State, right? Yeah, Michigan is not the same team they were last year. Yeah, so no, I won't, won't worry about them. That's just mm-hmm. tough with what Coach Juwan Howard's working with this year. Not some of the guys he had last year. Um, That's college basketball for you. That's how it goes. That's why we love it. You got four years. Well, now they get a little more than four with the whole COVID thing that happened. But at the end of the day, you got to rebound, and that's what good coaches are able to do. So let's talk the Bucks to round things up before we get to some trivia. The Bucks with a bad loss to Cleveland. Good team, though, so not too much shame in that losing last Wednesday, 115-99. to 99. Did you see the presser with Giannis after this game? You brought himself a nice box of chicken wings. He was talking to the press about it, and I saw it. was on TikTok. I saw it, and he was like, the guy asked him, he's like, what happened, blah, blah, blah. He's like, we're bad. We didn't play good. And it was just like a real funny Giannis answer, and that's the truth. They lose there, but then they rebound with that box after dark game. The win over the Knicks, which they should have won, and they did, 123 to 108 now yesterday drew will have been there as they played the nuggets another winnable game and before we talk about that moving ahead not a whole lot just two games they host the wizards on tuesday that'll be on tnt then they're at portland for a nice late game on february 5th next saturday 9 p.m tip 
two games on the slate for this upcoming week then other than yesterday's game. Hopefully they beat Nuggets, the Nuggets, Jokic's Nuggets. Um, yes. But yeah, looking at the Wizards and the Trailblazers, it should be uh, an, a sweep you know, on the week, hopefully, for the Bucs. These are, these are games that they should win, beating the Trailblazers, because Ronald Lillard's still out, so certainly oh, things okay. are then it's even there. easier. Yeah, he's been out now for weeks, so it, it should be nice. And, but they have a back-to-back there. They go Bucks, or the Bucks go Trailblazers and then Clippers. So I, I think they should be able to take care of both those games there uh, with the Clippers being, you know, out with no Leonard, no George. Real, really, that team is depleted from their stars right now. So, and they're hovering around 500. But I like this Bucks team this week. And we got to talk trade deadline, Jordan. That's coming up. So, okay, got, okay. Some, got some um, mock trades and some, you know, the needs. And I think the needs are kind of like that PJ Tucker kind of archetype, you know? So, one of the one of the kind of guys we're looking then at is someone who can kind of play like PJ Tucker and probably not PJ Tucker himself because he's with my a contender in Miami, <laughs> so won't be he's him. not coming anywhere. We'll have to find someone else, and then also a backup big because as we know with Boogie Cousins being out, yes. they know because we did see uh, Brooke Lopez be maybe he's back soon. Yeah, so I was going to say he could be back soon. You said or that something. might that might not be a thing you look at, but certainly you're looking for well, it's a, not bad of what yeah. if he comes back in two games and he gets hurt again you're, they're certainly looking for a guy who can who can play you know small ball and be like that kind of big one guy comes to mind robert covington is one guy um uh larry nance is another one pj washington of the hornets just someone you know around that size who can play some defense and you know, those are some those there's some buyout options too. Thaddeus Young. Robin Lopez is oh, one. Oh, I've heard yeah, of him. From the Magic. Mike Buscala. I, I those are some like lower end, you know, kind of boomer say, bust options. Like we saw Nikola Miritich come to the Bucks a few years ago. That didn't work out. I some of these guys, um not really sure you know about, but we could certainly see Certainly see some of those guys. Maybe even like a Nasir Little. He's from also the the Trailblazers. Another guy, Ooh. Nasir Little. There are just some like sleeper options. Uh, Finney Smith from the from Mavericks. He's a starter for, but I can't see the Mavericks trading a guy like that. You know, basically these small forward, power forward guys who are lanky are who are we looking at, and those are guys I just mentioned. So you could maybe see him pull a trade for any of those guys I mentioned. I think. Do you think they'll even make a trade, or are they just going to stick with what they got? Um, I they think they'll make sh- a trade. It's probably one of those where they should make one, but they won't. Well, or the they'll whole, make the Boogie Cousins thing. I think that was yeah. like a sign. We're gonna we're gonna make a move here, so it better be a good move. You better impress me. We could see. I I'm I don't even know who else. Like my you know Miles Plumley. We could see them maybe make a move for like the, a center from from the uh, Hornets. There's another guy I just thought of. So a lot a lot of options here. Do we have, before we get to trivia, do we have any MLB updates? I know they met twice, and it seems like things are really not moving. Um, They made some progress uh, upcoming last week. Hall of Fame, you know, that happened, Ortiz being the only one who made it. Yeah. That, that might be a different episode kind of talk for myself. <sighs> uh, I'll have to weigh in on my thoughts because it's, that, it's a lot longer. 
than what we have here. But yeah, they're making some moves. You know, I we'll, we'll have baseball. I'm confident in we'll, us having baseball. Will I have I spring training? Will you have spring training? Probably because pitchers so. and catchers they do report in it's very soon, in under two weeks now. So yeah, you should have it. It might be. I don't think they'll move that game around. I think they'll just basically have less time. Uh, you might have if you have that game. It might be pushed back a few days. Uh, I don't know how long you're there. Ah, uh, I'm there for like four days. So maybe it's uh, in the middle of March though. So they still have plenty of time. Yeah. But we don't know. Spring train schedules might get moved. I, I can't see them doing that. Uh, I hope they don't because people That's a lot have of work. tickets already. Too. Yeah. So hopefully not. I don't know. Good luck. We'll figure it out. Fingers crossed at the end of the day. But I mean, my third tri- stadium in Phoenix, let's do it. This is season four and a half of trivia. We're just kind of filling three episodes. Until we get to episode 50, where we I'm going to confirm it right now. Episode 50 will have 50 trivia questions in it. A whole season of trivia in one episode. We've never done anything like it before. It's going to take me a while to get those hammered out, but we will do it. It's going to be absolutely amazing. So right now, hockey trivia. Your first one is general hockey. So I have 10 questions for you. Just kind of the rules and general things about hockey. Are you ready? I guess. This is, I mean, this is the least important season of trivia. This won't even be accounted for, if anything else. Question one. There's going to be some really easy ones, and then there'll be some interesting ones. How many periods are there, and how long are they? Three periods, and then they're, what are they? Are they, um, is it 15 a pop? So your final answer. It's not 12. Um, it's either 15 or 20. It's three of... It's three of 20. Sorry. Yes. Yes. Three of Holy 20. Crap. I knew you weren't going to stick with 15. I knew you'd get it eventually. Three of 20. There we go. Next question. Excluding the goalie. How many players are on the ice per team? So one team has how many guys out at the time? 11. 11. This isn't soccer. Oh, sorry. Five. What? Oh, yeah. For one sorry. team. Oh, I did it. Oh, crap. I did. Never mind. I see what you did. That's understandable. That's a mistake, but it's all right. Next question. True or false? NHL overtime is three on three instead of five on five. True. Yes, it is. We got to see three on three overtime at the Pfizer Forum with the Badgers. Next question. Also true or false? We got three true or false in a row. If a team's record is 18-7-3, that means they had three games that ended in a tie. False. It is false. I am very glad you got that one right. The three at the end of it is an overtime or shootout loss. So just to explain hockey real quick, in the standings, you get points, right? So your points, you get two points for a win. You don't get any points for a loss, but you get one point for an overtime or shootout loss. So those that number at the end does indeed account for things at the end of the day. True or false? Only the goalie is able to touch the puck with his hand. False. It is false. You can you can't hand pass it, but you can kind of just grab it out of the air and drop it right back down. So good job. We're four or five start. This is good stuff. Next question: Which of the following is not a penalty? Is there a minor penalty, a mild penalty, or major penalty? Which one is not a real penalty? Minor, mild, or major? Minor. Incorrect. It's actually mild. Minor. Wow. Mild is not a penalty. And it's funny because my next question is going to ask you a minor penalty, send someone to the penalty box for how long? It's 
Is it? Let me think here. Is it two minutes? It is two minutes. That's good stuff. Got that one right. Two minute power play. Next question. Now the next three might get a little tougher. Okay. So this, I have to explain this one. So center ice, there's that nice thick red line, correct? So there's that line. And then there's two more lines opposite of that before you get into the offensive zone. What color is that line? And they refer it to it by that name over and over and over. Um, so there's a red line in the middle. Yeah. Yep. And then there's the, um, it's not the black line. It's the, um, is it a yellow line? Blue line. line. The blue line is what it is before you get into the offensive zone. And that is my next question here. What is the area called from blue line to blue line? So this is going to be tough. I'm assuming you don't know, but you can take a guess if you would like. The midfield, mid, mid ice. Okay. That's, that's a viable option. My three choices are middle ice, ground zero or neutral ice. Neutral ice. It is neutral ice. Yes. I I know that. I just for this one, that's the only one I gave you options for. And now it is time for the final question. An offside penalty occurs when this is not the first thing across the blue line. What has to be the first thing across the blue line? Oh, oh, it's the um, the defender has to be right. Is it the? Well, no, that doesn't count. That's the other team. For offensively, you're moving down the ice, Offsides. right? Yeah. Um, yep. So think the, the puck has to be. Yes. Yes. Okay. There yeah, I'm just you thinking go. soccer because, like, I yep. told. I know you related to soccer, and it works out for you. So this wasn't bad. Seven out of ten. That's not bad at all. Yeah. We'll take it. I'm, I'm it was, hockey. It was tough, right? There was a lot in here. Kind of could have threw you off a bit. I asked some easy questions and I asked some tough ones. So that's not bad at all. Our other two topics are the NHL divisions. So we'll talk about those a bit to try and get you figured out who's where. And we'll talk about the Minnesota Wild. That'll end things off. It'll be its own final trivia. Those are just five questions each, but seven out of 10 start. Not bad at all. Don't forget, guys, this coming Wednesday. Two days for now, Packers season recap. And then no Thursday episode, just Friday, Journey to a Million. Sounds, yep, sounds like And then tomorrow, obviously, is my debut of the EWC Boys and Girls Basketball Breakdown. It'll be about 10 minutes long. We'll talk about all things coming up, standing stat leaders, who knows. Talk about a wide variety of things each and every week. Shout yourself out if you got nothing else to say. Yeah, you guys know the drill. Drew Skyberg, D-R-E-W-S-K-Y-B-E-R-G. On all platforms. There you go. Jordan Law underscore PXP for me. I believe I'm at 98 followers. Let's get me to 100. Get me to 100 followers on the Twitter machine, and I'll be tweeting out some ships, obviously. And then this Thursday, I am announcing Lutheran Boys at Howard's Grove. So that'll be tough for the Lancers, but they got Menga's back, and we'll see how they fare. And we'll talk about it all next week. We'll see you all then. Thank you all for listening to another edition of Jordan and Drew, the sports crew, the perfect podcast for you.